You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens with Amy Johnson and Chris G. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Amy Johnson, and I'll be your host for the next hour. And yes, Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas episode 2021 of uh, the Canadians Connection podcast. It's actually episode number 170 for those of you who are keeping track. Uh, but it's a it's a great day and a great week to be with you. And I am pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, who happens to be the editor-in-chief, the founder and president of Rocket Sports. And if you listen to our sister podcast, The Press Zone, I, Press Zone, I also mentioned that he might be St. Rick this week. <laughs> He's the one and only Mr. Rick Stevens. Rick, how are you doing today? That seems to have caught on. Um, Merry it Christmas has. to you. Merry Christmas to our listeners. This is, as you said, our Christmas show this is the show that you're going to be listening to as you're wrapping your Christmas gifts. Maybe on Christmas Day after you've had your turkey and you've uh, relaxed on the couch and you put on the, the headset and listen to the show then. Or maybe on Boxing Day when you're looking for those great Boxing Day deals and you're shopping online and you're listening to the Canadians Connection. And getting ready for the World Juniors. And getting ready for, <laughs> yeah, Czechs, Czechs versus Canada on uh, on Boxing Day. Do the Americans play on? on? Gouli versus Jan Mieszek. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, the Canadians play the final game, I think. I think the Canadians play at 7 Eastern. The U.S. might play at 930. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're all they're all playing. Nice. It's going to be a good day. Um, very fun to be here today. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> on a week when all was quiet in the halls, not, you couldn't hear, not even a mouse mm -mm. Um, at uh, Broussard or at Place Bell or at um, the Bell Center or any of them. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't have plenty to talk about. And we're going to go through that today. Um, there's one thing I can guarantee you is that our recap of Canadians games is going to be the fastest you've probably ever heard. Short. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, we're going to get you up to date on some roster news uh, as well as just general. Here's the latest. Here's the most up to the minute, uh, you know, the updates about what's going on with the Canadians uh, in 
in this COVID mess that they're currently uh, the league is currently dealing with. Uh, we're going to have a Habs prospect report. We are going to talk a little bit about the Laval Rocket and some other prospects that are in the news right now. Um, and uh, basically, you know, unfortunately, we're back to this point of of this point in our society where, yes, COVID is taking front and center stage once again. And so yeah, we have some things to bring up to date about uh, with that, some some audio, some things about, you know, how the NHL is handling things, uh, other tournaments going on, so on and so forth. In our second episode, the big topic, uh, Michael Spinella is going to be back joining Rick for segment two. He's been doing a great job uh, coming on to the Canadians Connection and doing some segments here and there and some interviews. And so he's going to be rejoining the show in segment two today for the big topic. Uh, and then in segment three, uh, I'll return to the studio with Rick. We'll get you caught up on anything that you might have missed and things that are coming out uh, at Rocket Sports. Because granted, you know, there may not be games going on. There may not be recaps to read, but there is plenty of other content that the Rocket Sports Media team is still continuing to churn out. So we want to get you caught up on all of that uh, and get you set for the week after Christmas. Um, do want to mention we are a uh, this podcast and our sister podcast, The Press Zone, proud affiliates of the Hockey Podcast Network, sponsored by DraftKings. And Rick, I have a Christmas wish. All right. I do. I have a Christmas wish, and this goes to all of our listeners, whether you're a listener of this podcast, our sister podcast, The Press Zone, or both. If you are a listener and subscriber to our podcasts on Spotify, well, guess what? You can give us a very good Christmas present this year because Spotify just rolled out the ability for listeners on their platform to rate podcasts. You have not been able to leave feedback for your favorite podcasts like Canadians Connection, like the Press Zone, uh, until now. But now you can. So if you go to the main Canadians Connection page on Spotify, you will see uh, a little button. Uh, do it on your do it on the mobile app. So just do it right there on your phone. Um, and you'll see a little star where you can it'll say no rating yet for you. Uh, and you just tap on that. Give us a five star rating. Hit submit. It'll take you two seconds. Do the same thing for the Press Zone. And so maybe it takes you five seconds total and it's the best Christmas best gift you could give us. So the, the majority of, of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts. There's the ability to rate uh, on Apple Podcasts and we'd love you to do it there as well. Second most uh, uh, downloaded is on uh, via Spotify. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we know there's a lot of you out there. And so if you just take that minute uh, to give us a rate and th that'll help. Uh, and, 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 you know, if you want share the podcast as well, but, uh, the ratings will help, uh, others like you, uh, get the podcast, uh, uh, shared and, and seen and, uh, available and listened to. Yes. Much more likely for it to show up when they're recommended for you kinds of things on that, on their home screen, if they're not already a subscriber. So we thank you in advance for doing that. It'd be the best Christmas presents you could give us. Um, so Rick, um, let's, I guess we should get started. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I said, it's going to be a, you a blink and you're going to miss the game recap section for the Canadians because of the four, uh, games on the schedule between last week's show and this week's show, 
postpone, 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 postpone. So there you have it. <laughs> it's a yeah. very busy week for the Montreal Canadiens on on game action. We'll fill in the gaps a little bit, and yes. and that was the the last game that that the Canadians the the Canadians are are running on a, a one game winning streak. The last game they played was against the Flyers. 3-2 uh, shootout win that was played uh, without fans in the building. We mm-hmm. remember that. Last Thursday. Uh, then uh, the game uh, that would have been played on the Saturday night, the 18th, against the Boston Bruins. Uh, because of, of the COVID situation with the Bruins, um, that game was postponed. Um, and then the Canadians were set to venture off to uh, New York. Uh, to face uh, the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils in that order, um, and uh, the 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 league um, uh, banned cross border uh, travel uh, for the Canadian for well for both Canadian and American teams. So those games were all postponed, and then as we know, subsequently to that, the league. Uh, paused. Uh, I think we're up to 50 games that were postponed mm-hmm. uh, now. So uh, that was kind of the the genesis of, of how that happened. Uh, needless to say that uh, the Canadians, the record that we told you about last week, uh, 721 and three, they're still in the exactly <laughs> the same place. Uh, 31st in the National Hockey League, but like I said, uh, still holding to that one game winning streak. And they and their record didn't get worse. Did not. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Um, all right, roster news. Um, we saw a few players uh, over the weekend get added to the Canadians' COVID nineteen protocol list. Unfortunately, uh, Mike Hoffman, Arturi Lekkinen, Laurent Alfan all added to the Canadians' COVID list. Uh, according to the team, they're following league protocols and are being monitored closely by team doctors. Um, hoping, fingers crossed, that that the the spread among the team ends there. Haven't heard anything in a couple of days. No new additions in the last couple of days. So knock on wood, maybe, maybe it stops there. That's the Canadians' last practice was last Sunday, and um, pulled from that practice was Cedric Paquette, uh, awaiting tests, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, precautionary. We haven't heard that he's been added to uh, the COVID. So um, uh, I I suppose that uh, everything worked out fine there. And, and as you said, uh, there hasn't been any additions to that list, uh, which is which is obviously good news. Yes, definitely, uh, because we are seeing some teams in the NHL that are just being absolutely ravaged with with their COVID-19 um protocol lists. Um, so speaking of that practice on Sunday, uh, Brendan Gallagher and Sammy Nico were welcomed back to practice after their recovery from COVID-19. We're actually going to hear from Brendan Gallagher a little later in this segment, uh, talk about how he dealt with having COVID. Uh, it was, you know, we hear so much talk about, uh, oh, well, they're professional athletes and none of them are really getting very sick. And so, you know, let's just carry on. Well, um, Brandon Gallagher, I don't think would say that he wasn't affected very much. And so we're going to hear from him in a little bit. Um, also in that practice on Sunday, Rick, dun, 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 Paul Byron. 
Paul Byron, um, is, is on schedule. He had hip surgery in the off season and, uh, he was projected to be coming back or available by the end of December. So seeing him at practice, um, I'd, I'd say he's on schedule. He was wearing a, a non-contact Jersey at this point. So, uh, still a ways away from receiving medical clearance to be in the lineup, but it was nice to have him, um, back on, well, he's been on the ice. He was, uh, seen, um, uh, skating with Carey Price, even taking a couple of shots, uh, on Carey Price the week before. So it was mm-hmm. nice to see Paul Byron back at practice. In a season that's been just absolutely inundated for the Canadians with injuries, uh, other absences, and then now, of course, a, a, a little bit of a run up on, on COVID absences, um, it means there's been a lot of roster movement for the Canadians between the NHL and the AHL team, the Laval Rocket. Um, so right now there's three players that were, you know, they they got recalled uh, just before that game was supposed to take place over the weekend. Um, and um, well, right now, I guess they're just kind of still. They're still there, but they haven't done anything yet. They had the one practice on Sunday, and that was it. And that was Alex Belziel, Raphael Harvey-Pinard, and Lucas Vedemo all called up from the Rocket before Sunday's practice. So, Rick, we'll have to wait to see if they stay there <laughs> by the time things are all said and done. Nice call up for Lucas uh, Vedemo. Yeah. He, it's, uh, he's playing well in, in Laval. Um, it's, he didn't get a call up last year, got his first call to the NHL in the 2019, 20 season. And that's where he got his, uh, first NHL goal. But, um, uh, really nice to see him. He's, he's earned, uh, the call up obviously, and, and hopefully he'll get a chance to stay with the team. Absolutely. Um, so we got through that, you know, it was okay. So, so, um, the game against Boston, postponed Canadians went forward with practice on Sunday um, had announced that they were going to wait until Monday uh, you know to see how things were going uh, Monday to fly to New York uh, which is very odd to not fly out on Sunday but we're we're taking some precautions waiting to see how tests came back and then of course um, some mandates came down that all cross-border team travel uh, was going to be suspended. So that automatically meant no trip to the U.S. So that's then the postponement of the New York Rangers, New York Islanders, and New Jersey Devils games for this week. Very shortly after that, on Monday then, the NHL announced that the Montreal Canadiens paused all team activities, including practices, through Boxing Day. So, Rick, it meant that... uh, the Canadians have not been on the ice, have not seen each other, have not been in contact uh, physically in person with one another all week this week. That's right. And um, and it's it's necessary to prevent uh, the spread, which, as you said, has been rampant through the NHL, through the AHL, and, and uh, we've even seen it in the junior leagues. Um, so they are um, expected to be back Boxing Day. Um, which is technically a day earlier than the CBA usually allows. Usually teams don't come back until the 27th. Uh, They will not be on the ice on Boxing Day. They're coming back Boxing Day to resume testing. So, again, 
just because they're coming back on Boxing Day does not mean we have we we have no idea what's going to happen next week once those post-holiday tests start coming back in. So we'll be sure to keep an eye on that. Um, interestingly enough, of course, uh, Quebec putting in some pretty pretty health. Uh, well, Ontario is as well as is Alberta. A lot of the Canadian provinces are starting to. Uh, put out some pretty hefty um, mandates and restrictions and so forth. Uh, because let's face it, folks, uh, whether you whether no matter where you sit on the spectrum of how you want to move forward through this pandemic, there is no denying that particularly in Quebec, uh, cases are absolutely out of control. Uh, Quebec reported now, this is not this is not a weekly number. This is a daily number today. Quebec reporting over 9300 new cases today. Um it is it is it's an it's it blazed past the new record high single day high that was set earlier this week. Um I mean it is just simply it's it's the Omicron variant we've known is is much more easily transmissible and that is showing in the numbers particularly in Quebec. So, uh Quebec going to be pulling back on the amount of fans that can be in buildings uh starting in January Rick and uh it's looking like that's going to Directly affect, of course, the Montreal Canadiens and their fan base, but there might also be some reworking of the schedule that's been suggested. So just looking at those numbers, um, for the past year, the the one-day high uh, in Quebec uh, for uh, new cases uh, was December 31st, 2020. That was the all-time high during the pandemic when 2,819 uh, were recorded, uh, that's new cases. Um, and we, we talked a minute ago about uh, the, the Flyers game, uh, the Canadians versus the Flyers, that fans were banned from that game and banned late, mm-hmm. uh, just two hours before game time. And that was because the, the Quebec government uh, on the Thursday saw what was happening and they were... Uh, going to be announcing that there were 4,000 new cases on that Friday. And um, uh, that would be, that would, would have shattered that almost year long record um, and, and be the most during the pandemic. Uh, So they made the call to avoid any further spread uh, by, by uh, uh, not allowing any fans into the Bell Center for, for that day. Um, we saw an, uh, then a, a new record was set last Tuesday of 6,000. And then, um, as you said, today, 9,400. So we've gone, uh, you know, we went a year with the record being 2,800. And now that is uh, more than tripled. And, and it, you see that incrementally the, case, the cases are, are growing logarithmically. It's, it's, um, it's, it's quite out of control. Um, and, and that not only affects the people, the, the spread and, and the people who are affected, but the healthcare uh, ability to deliver services, including tests, mm-hmm. uh, which we've seen, uh, you know, long lines and, and uh, a lack of tests in Quebec. Um, so the Quebec government uh, had said that at the very least, um, that uh, for the month of January, when, when the Canadians have 12 home games, uh, that they would be limited to 50% capacity in the Bell Centre. 
now there have been rumblings that um, that they won't allow uh, any fans at all. Um, the Montreal Canadiens uh, were were very upset um, that they lost the revenue of that game against the Flyers, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it w- was not postponed like the Boston game uh, with the ability to to make it up. It was outright, uh, you know, it, the, the fans weren't allowed in, so refunds had to be sent back, and it, it uh, approximately uh, cost the Canadians $2 million. So, coming for January, um, $2 million a game is something that uh, concerns uh, those who watch the finances of the, of the Canadians. And, um, you know, we, we, we talked about uh, Renault Lavoie coming out and speaking for the Canadians, uh, saying how uh, a lack of class it was uh, by the Quebec government to cancel at the last minute. And, and he was making rumblings about, oh, they're, they're going to, um, you know, the NHL is going to pull the, the, uh, um, the draft if you keep doing these kinds of things. And, and then um, uh, Margaret, uh, France Margaret Belanger, uh, the, the president of uh, Group CH, came out and did an interview. And she said that, uh, that they were very concerned, uh, the short notice that they got, um, and, uh, that, that this was, um, this may cause the NHL to, to rethink the draft and, and all of these things. And, and the Canadians obviously are very, very focused on their revenue. Uh, no one thought to ask them about the fact that their, their valuation went up about 20%, uh, to near $2 billion. Um, and, uh, during the pandemic, um, and how they continue to just rake in uh, revenue. Um, yes, they've had a hit on on ticket sales, but everything else, um, the the money is flowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the Canadians are very concerned about um, January, and that caused uh, Renault Lavoie uh, to do another one of his famous uh, <laughs> uh, interviews and said that um, that. It's unfair that the uh, Canadians are being asked to consider no fans in January because uh, when the season started, uh, nobody said that. Nobody told them that they should be preparing for that eventuality. Uh, well, well, everybody I, knew that was an eventuality. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, it's silly to say things like uh, the families uh, haven't been able to prepare. You know. Uh, a two billion dollar organization uh, should be able to <laughs> to cope uh, yeah. fine, I think. Uh, but uh, Ren Lavois said, um, if if ten if uh, ten home games uh, where the the uh, income would be lost would be a catastrophic. This is a quote: catastrophic scenario for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I I think he's he's overplaying Might be that. Exaggerating yeah. that a little bit. So uh, he suggested uh, that they're thinking of two um, alternatives, and that would be to find a temporary U.S. home where they would rent space uh, and play their home games and be able to, to bank the revenue, paying, paying the rent uh, on an arena. Probably very unlikely, uh, for the, and that only for the month of January. 
Um, and the other option is to uh, reschedule m- most of those January games to be road games and uh, exchange them uh, to get home games later in the, the season when hopefully um, the situation will be better in Quebec that they can allow fans in. Um, so let's so, just disrupt the rest of the league because we're Montreal. Because they're worried, yeah, they're worried about their income. I, I, I'd, I'd love to to see them doing all of these uh, somersaults and and twists and turns to uh, be concerned about the safety of their fans and and their players. Uh, but they're doing it hundred um, percent to protect their bottom line, and that's that's a little disconcerting for those of us that keep an eye on this hockey team. Absolutely, uh, it, it's it's actually getting to the point where. Some of these announcements and rumors and rumblings that we hear coming out, whether it's from the Canadians themselves or from from the league in general, um, are getting to the point that they're making my blood boil sometimes. And I have some severe uh, off the microphone rant sessions, Um, you know. Yes, we're all here because we love hockey. We love this sport. We love the game. We love covering it. Um, But at the end of the day, this is entertainment and. it's it's not worth someone's grandmother. It's not worth someone's child who's too young to be vaccinated yet. Or you know, there's a million scenarios you can you can put together. People who are fighting other diseases and and need the hospital staff to be available to help them treat those diseases, cancer and and other other types of of horrific diseases that people are going through. I mean, it's it's. Society is struggling. We all get that. We all feel it very deeply. Um, I ha- it's it, it, it gets a little hard for me when it seems that the as uh, as I think it was Elliot Friedman said that there was someone who who basically said follow the money. Um, and I understand that needs to be taken into consideration. There's I'm not I'm not knocking that. But when it seems to become the biggest priority, then I have a little bit of an issue with that. So. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, like we said, they come back on Boxing Day to begin testing again. Now, Omicron running rampant, particularly in Quebec, um, and we mentioned this on the press zone on, on Tuesday, uh, how many people are going to um, resist the temptation to gather with extended family and friends over Christmas this weekend? Um, in order to protect not just themselves, but everyone else. Um, I know I am. Uh, I, you know, not getting to, to visit with my parents for, for the holidays, which is, which is very difficult. Um, but I would bet there's a lot of people that are still going to get together with their families. So we will see. We saw that there was a surge come mid-December after American Thanksgiving uh, with Omicron now raging Let's see what happens, not only just in the first couple of days back, but within another week or so around New Year's or shortly after, uh, we'll know the the ramifications of the holiday this weekend, which is is unfortunate. Um, All right, let's check in with those prospects, with the Habs Prospect Report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report. Your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. 
The Laval Rocket have had a, a run of, of good play lately. They've actually come up a few points in the rankings. They're up, uh, their record is now 12-10-2. They are up to 13th overall in the AHL. Um, they did get to play a game um, against Providence last Friday night. They won that game in pretty spectacular fashion. Uh, if you want to hear the full breakdown of that game and the highlights and, and the ins and outs, I invite you to go listen to our sister podcast, The Press Zone, at thepresszone.fm. Uh, Rick and I uh, t- spent plenty of time talking about that game against Providence. Uh, but then uh, they were scheduled to play in Syracuse, New York, on Saturday night against the Crunch. That game got postponed uh, due to protocols affecting the Syracuse Crunch. The Crunch have been dealing with... Um, COVID more than once this season uh, and have had a number of games postponed. In fact, uh, Rick, the, the, the AHL schedule had built into it that, the, that Laval would have a week and a half off for Christmas. They would play that game in Syracuse last Saturday night, and then they wouldn't play again until they hosted Syracuse next Wednesday on December 29th. So that Saturday night game gets postponed. Okay. We all think great next game for the Laval Rocket will be in a week and a half, uh, December 29th. It's a Wednesday home game. They'll host the Syracuse Crunch. Well, apparently things are so bad in the Crunch organization right now uh, that the AHL has already postponed that game. I mean, we're talking, uh, we're just like, I think they postponed it either Tuesday or Wednesday. So they were a week out from that game and it is postponed already. So the Laval Rocket will not take the ice for game action again until Wednesday, January 5th, when they host the Springfield Thunderbirds. So that's a very long break for yeah. Lavelle. Um, and and that game on the on the 5th um, jumpstarts a, a four-game homestand. Um, so their their first road game is not until the middle of January. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're staying put, and that's probably a good thing, uh, given the difficulties of, of cross border travel and you know the 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 possibility of a player getting stuck on one side or the other of the border um, if they they happen to test positive. It's not the only postponement, however, that Laval fans are having to deal with. Unfortunately, uh, now I'm I'm I. I haven't necessarily loved the way that the AHL has handled COVID protocols or announcements and and so on and so forth throughout this entire season. I will give them kudos when it is deserved. Uh, and I, I like that they have already made the decision on this at this early stage uh, because it was basically going to be inevitable anyway. Um, unfortunately, now for the second year in a row, Laval will not be hosting the AHL All-Star Weekend as was planned. It was supposed to happen last January, in uh, this past January, 2021. Um, and of course, due to COVID, it got canceled for this past year. They were then supposed to uh they'd uh, they'd been selling tickets for a couple of months uh supposed to hold that at the beginning of february uh due to the the difficulties with uh the spread of the virus the pandemic and the issues with cross-border travel uh the ahl rick has decided to cancel the all-star weekend once again this year so laval continues to be on hold in terms of hosting the ahl all-star classic it's unfortunate, uh, um, you know, it, the, 
that it that Laval is is been looking for some time now to to showcase their their new arena and and invite the league up to uh, Laval uh, to Place Bell. Um, and, and they'll get a chance to do that at some point, but, but when it's safer, when it's, uh, better conditions, uh, for, for folks to visit Montreal and, and Laval. Absolutely. So, uh, it's, it's an unfortunate, uh, thing for the organization, but at this point, uh, it was the, it was really the only, it was the only feasible option for, for the American Hockey League at this point. Um, speaking of prospects now outside of the AHL, uh, the Canadians and their fans have plenty of things to look forward to in terms of the world juniors. If, uh, if, if it's not exciting enough for you just to get to watch this incredible tournament, that's going to start here in a few days, uh, then you will definitely enjoy getting to watch Montreal Canadians prospects in action on the world stage. Uh, Caden Gooley, defenseman Caden Gooley, uh, not only playing for Team Canada in the World Junior Championship this year, he's also been named the captain of Team Canada's roster. Uh, Jan Mishak also wearing the C uh, for Team Czechia. Czechia? How are they? How are they? <laughs> it's not the Czech Republic anymore all of a sudden. So however they're... However, they're pronouncing that. Czechia. Czechia. Uh, Jan Mishak. Uh, so he'll and 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 yeah, on on the first day, Mishak and Guli facing off against each other. Let's not leave Team Finland out of things. Oliver Kapanen playing for Team Finland. So, Rick, I think it's going to be not only I, I think each team's roster has some pretty exciting players overall to be watching. <clears throat> Shane Wright. Um, but also the Canadians have some really tremendous prospects playing in the tournament this year. Caden Gooley, uh, we know Caden Gooley. We we know uh, he's been one of the best defensemen in the WHL uh, so far this season. Uh, he had the trade going from Prince Albert to the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, a lot is being expected of him at uh, as a leader uh, for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, Jan Mishak's had a tremendous season mm-hmm. for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, he had a 1.2524 points per game uh, pace. Uh, especially the last 10 games or so, he's been absolute, absolutely terrific. Um, Gooley's going to be, you, you know, he's going to be on the top pairing. Um, Meshack's going to be uh, the top center for Czechia. Uh, Oliver Kapanen, uh, it's a strong Finnish team, so you're likely, he's, he plays center, you're likely to see him in the bottom six uh, in a defensively-minded role. Um, and, and that boxing day, uh, slate, uh, looks pretty good. Uh, Oliver Kapanen, uh, and the Finnish team against Germany at noon, uh, Russia versus Sweden at two 30, uh, the Czechs and, uh, the Canadians, as you said, Mishak versus, uh, Caden Gooley at 5 PM. And, uh, and this is, this is, I'm, I'm talking local times here, uh, local, no, this is, this is mountain time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the U S and Slovakia, seven 30, uh, Alberta time, uh, that would be nine 30 Eastern Eastern time. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With it's always the nice when it's, uh, when it's held in, in Canada and North America, because, it's kind of reasonable hockey watching times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no getting up in the middle of the night, <laughs> at least here. Uh, if you're one of our listeners in Europe, you'll be, uh, well, you know our pain when when these things are held in Europe. So uh, it's, uh, but it's worth it. No matter what time you're watching these World Junior Games, it is totally worth it. 
Um, QMJHL, also been affected by uh, the COVID pandemic. Uh, They have now postponed 32 scheduled games, and the entire league is on hiatus until January 7th, Rick. Uh, So they are certainly going with uh, more extended precautions and just shutting things down completely for a couple of weeks. That's right. And and we're seeing that with, as we, we said at the opening, all leagues are uh, trying to take precautions and, and uh, uh, going back towards not a bubble situation, but uh, keeping their players safe. Absolutely. So we, uh, as we mentioned, we encourage you go listen to this past week's episode of the Press Zone podcast. You can find that at the Press Zone uh, .fm, or just head over to uh, the AHL Report website, which is ahlreport.com. Uh, there you'll also find uh, Maria Boabdo's latest AHL weekly column and Patrick Williams, uh, his under review article that just came out yesterday really breaks down the ramifications for the AHL, uh, how it differs for, from, from how the NHL has to deal with it and kind of the fallout at the National Hockey League level. It's a lot different for the AHL, uh, and his under-review column breaks all of that down, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, Rick, we've certainly hearing all sorts of, <laughs> you know, we hear the term armchair GM all the time, armchair coaching, but now um, it seems to be the the colloquial phrase is armchair epidemiologists that you get on social media. And so you get uh, opinions from all over the spectrum based on what uh, people's opinions, political leanings, whatever it may be uh, about this virus, uh, including within the hockey community. You hear vastly different ends of the spectrum from players, from coaches, from management on safety protocols, on, on how about to, how to go about things. Um, And, you know, you do hear a number of players, coaches, GMs uh, mentioning that, you know, since Omicron is allegedly the symptoms aren't as severe as Delta or the original COVID strain, um, that like the NBA is doing, like the NFL is going is doing uh, that, you know, the league should move to just test unvaccinated or symptomatic vaccinated players and not test asymptomatic vaccinated players. Uh, you're hearing a lot of a lot of comments like, well, you know, these guys aren't getting very sick when if they have symptoms at all. So what's the point? Um, Brendan Gallag- Gallagher, as we mentioned earlier, just came out of COVID protocol. Brendan Gallagher is a professional athlete who um, by all intents and purposes, is at the top physical peak that he possibly can be. Um, and uh, he had some interesting things to say. Yes, uh, 10 days off is is long, and thankfully he didn't uh, suffer severe symptoms the entire time, but had some interesting things to say about being out with COVID-19. I wasn't able to do anything for the 10 days. Um, first couple days, uh, I had some, some pretty tough symptoms. It got me hard, uh, so I was, was kind of... Just laying there fighting it, uh, but after two days I was good, um, and then and then it was eight days of me with my thoughts and a little bit of boredom in the house. So I did some cleaning, uh, played a lot of video games, watched a lot of movies, uh, made a lot of phone calls, and uh, and checked in on the guys quite a bit. So uh, it's good to be out. It's good to be back around the team. And so, as you said, um, here's a you know a, an athlete who. Um, it is not representative of the the regular population. Uh, he's young. He's um, 
healthy. Yes, he's banged up his his hands a bit, <laughs> and and uh, but um, he's healthy, and and uh, even that. Um, you know, he said, it got me hard. I was laying there for two days fighting it. Yeah. Uh, couldn't do anything more than that. Um, so I, I know that, that it's an inconvenience not to have the games. It's, it's an inconvenience when your favorite player uh, is not a- able to participate. Um, and it's, you know, we're, we're still unclear about the long-term effects uh, of, uh, the infection. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, fans are frustrated, uh, players are frustrated. We, we heard or saw that, uh, Dr. Hellebuck in, in, in Winnipeg, uh, <laughs> terrific goaltender, awful doctor mm-hmm. said that the pause is, is overkill. Uh, we heard Dr. Iserman say the same sort of thing yeah. in, in Detroit and, and worrying about uh, putting a product on the ice because of his players um, being uh, testing positive. Um, it, it, that's one thing to, you kind of roll your eyes at those comments. Uh, I think it's outright dangerous, the kind of path that the NFL and the uh, NBA are taking Um we're talking about the Canadians focusing on the bottom line. Those that's ludicrous uh, to just close their eyes and say, we're not going to test. We don't want to know if COVID's in, in our population, in our community, we're going to, and, and unless there's symptoms, we're not going to deal with this at all. That's outright dangerous. It's dangerous to, uh, for long-term effects for athletes, and it's dangerous to the folks that they come in contact with. It's dangerous to their families. Um, because, you know, it, it, we know people who have, have been, uh, you know, down for a long time with this and, and, have, and have had uh, been affected. Um, and to, you know, the Roger Goodells and, and Adam Silver's I say, you know, you want to experiment, experiment on your own, on your loved ones. And, and that sounds awful. I know it does. Uh, but uh, rather than, than, than closing their eyes and or putting their head in the sand and saying, um, you know, we don't, we don't want our product to be affected. So we don't want to know if we have COVID in our midst or not. Uh, I'm glad that the NHL has, has chosen to, uh, even though there are some some forces pushing in that direction uh, to ignore uh, the testing or to back away from the testing, um, I, I think that's a, a very dangerous path forward for society. I think so as well. And that might not be a popular opinion with some of our listeners. As we say, we know everybody comes at this from a different angle. We know everybody has different opinions. Um, but it, for me uh, personally, I just don't, you know, Yes, what the the short-sighted version of it is they're professional athletes. Most of them have very exceptionally mild, if no symptoms at all. Uh, They're over it in a day or two. Let's move on. Sure, we could say that, put the period at the end of the sentence and move on. But that's that's nowhere near the end of it. Um, It doesn't matter if they are just mildly affected uh, the, f- the cold, hard truth is that we are still early enough in this stupid pandemic, even though it's almost two years that we do not know the effects, the long-term lasting health effects that COVID will do to a person's body years down the road, five years out, eight years out, 10 years out. 
Um, we know for a fact that there are NHL players who are not playing right now because they have myocarditis. They have a severe heart condition due to COVID-19. And bottom line, all of those players, you could say that all you wanted if you were going to keep those players in an absolute lockdown bubble for the entire season and they weren't going to see their families, they weren't going to go and uh, take a cab or take an Uber anywhere, they weren't going to interact with anyone in a grocery store, that they weren't going to come into contact with anyone else that they might unknowingly transmit the virus to who maybe has uh, an, an immune compromised system or perhaps has pre-existing conditions or is elderly. Um so, uh, Rick, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's it's there has to be a bigger picture view uh, of not just, well, we have to play games. Brennan Gallagher said in, the, in that press conference very emphatically, he's like, but I mean, I mean, you know, like we have to get 82 games in this year. We have to. Well, says who? Like, like, is 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 the earth going to come crumbling down if the NHL doesn't play 80, 82 games this season? I don't think so. Um, do we all want 82 games to be played? Absolutely. But not at the at the cost of anyone's long term health or 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 worse. So get off my soapbox because <laughs> I could go on. And, and yeah, we're not here to to scare you. We're not here to um, exaggerate anything. Uh, we know very little about Omicron. Uh, what we do know, it's it's very antibody evasive. Uh, it's it's and it's mostly asymptomatic, but still ha can have devastating effects. The thing that bothers me is that uh, admissions for for children, um, that's children admitted to hospital are much, much, much higher uh, for Omicron than Delta. Um, and and that's that's a concern. Um, that it's it's apparently is going to cause less death, but much more serious disease and long-term disease. So um, those are kinds of things that um, that I think we have to protect ourselves. And and the fact that as I said, antibody evasive, it means that the 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 uh, vaccinations and the boosters aren't working uh, as they worked against Delta and the others. So it doesn't really matter. This whole political debate about um, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, it doesn't really enter into play here uh, with this one. Everyone has to protect themselves. Everyone has to, you know, wear masks and, and, and be very, very careful. And um, it's, it, it, it doesn't have to be inevitable that it, that everybody uh, contracts this, uh, this particular variant. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, I even mentioned that not only the Montreal Canadiens and the way that they're approaching things sometimes make my blood boil, but but that also the way the league is handling some certain things makes my blood boil. Um, they've decided to suspect, they decided basically the NHL was like, okay, we'll pause. We'll go on Christmas break, quote unquote, early. Um We'll go on Christmas break from the twenty um, from the twenty second and through the twenty fifth. We'll take we'll take a three day break. So we'll cancel the Wednesday games. Tuesday's games, go ahead. This was on Monday, but but we're gonna we'll we'll pause a day early. We'll cancel Wednesday's games. Which two things immediately came to my mind. What a so 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 COVID's just gonna avoid the two games that are on the schedule for Tuesday night. Um, up to, then the narrator said, 
they didn't because the Flyers Caps game ended up getting canceled or postponed because of COVID issues. Um, and then, oh, well, we're only it's just three days and then we're back. So I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that it was everything was going to be all clear as of after Christmas. It was going to be a Christmas miracle that suddenly everything was going to be fine again. Um, it, it was a Band-Aid to make it look like the NHL was doing something from a league standpoint. I don't think it was actually very uh, a very emphatic statement. Um, and I don't also believe that this will be the only pause that they will have to take as a result. Yeah, the NHL makes decisions because they have to. They get dragged into it. And, and um, yeah, the, the games were being, um, you know, ad hoc kind of uh, postponed one by one. And, and then there was basically no more games to, no. Uh, so they declared a pause. It was, um, yeah, it was um, not, not proactive. And we, <laughs> we saw that the way, when, the, um, when the, the pandemic started, that they were exactly in the same situation. We had a, a an inkling at the beginning of this season that uh, it was going to be dicey getting players to Beijing for the Olympics this year. Uh, people were very hopeful in the fall. People were very hopeful over the summer. People were very hopeful as, as recently as two to three weeks ago. But uh, the writing has been on the wall for a while that it was going to be very difficult to... Uh, to pull this off. And sure enough, uh, the NHL and the NHLPA have agreed to not send players to the 2022 Olympic Games due to COVID-19 concerns, whether it's issues about potentially having to quarantine for an extended period of time uh, in China, um, just the travel, the potential for exposure. Uh, there's a whole lot of factors that went into it. I think it's absolutely the right decision, unfortunately. It's sad, yes. Um, but again, it's just precaution is needed at this point. Uh, you know, we all want life to be going along as normal, but the reality is we're not living in normal times right now. And so unfortunately, the decision had to be made. But uh, in this case, I think it was the right one. I do, too. It, it um, you know, it's disappointing for the players. It's disappointing for the players mm -hmm. who uh, may not get another chance to go to the Olympics. Um, but it's in the scheme of things, a pretty small price to pay not to go to the, the Olympics. Uh, the other part of it is that, um, hockey Canada announced that it wouldn't, uh, participate in the Spengler cup. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and we know that, uh, that, um, that was, that was always kind of dicey. There's also the, the channel, what's called the channel one cup, with players who are participating in, in Europe. Um, and it looks like the two situations are related in that uh, the folks that were on the roster or uh, under consideration for both the Spangler Cup and the Channel One Cup will now likely comprise Team Canada uh, to go to um, the Olympics. Um, so that means that uh, you have... Um, Shane Doan as the GM. Uh, we should say that that the NA, with the NHL and the NHL PA agreeing not to go, that not only applies to players, but it applies to um, that uh, the off ice people too, like Doug Armstrong, who was the GM of Team Canada. So the GM of uh, of the uh, Channel One Cup, Shane Doan, head coach uh, Claude Julian, they will likely be the guys in charge for. Uh, the Team Canada's participation in the Olympics. 
Um, and so folks have started to throw out names and, and uh, again, looking to the Spangler Cup roster, looking to the Channel One Cup roster to say those guys are the most likely candidates for Team Canada's entry into uh, the Olympics. Um, so let's let's look. Uh, let me just mention a couple names and and see if this gives you confidence about uh, Team Canada's pursuit of a gold medal. At forwards, uh, you you may see uh, this is just speculation. Jordan Wheel, mm. uh, Eric Stahl, mm. Josh Hosang, okay, Daniel Odette, former Canadian prospect Dan Odette, David DeHarnay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On defense, uh, Jason Demers, Eric Jelena. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, how about Morgan Ellis? Um, wow. Yeah. We remember Morgan, great captain of, of, uh, St. John's. Um, Ain Goal, uh, maybe Justin Pogge, maybe our <laughs> legend, Eddie Pasquale. Uh, mentioning mentioning St. John's, <laughs> he played for various versions of the Ice Caps. Uh, Eddie Pasquale. So, yeah, that's uh, we're moving from from Carey Price, uh, who was uh, Doug Armstrong said uh, a spot was was being held for Carey Price if he could make the return. But you move from the caliber of a Carey Price to an Eddie Pasquale, and it should be a whole different kind of Olympics to watch. It should be. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, full of surprises, I think we could say. Um, and we'll certainly, I think, have uh, no shortage of talking points. Uh, it, it could be pretty fun to watch. Uh, we'll have to wait. I'm looking forward for the rosters to come out um, and uh, and see who actually ends up uh, repping these teams. But it will be uh, it'll be pretty fun to watch. Um, all right. So we are going to take a quick break. We're going to hear uh, a special pr- new promotion from our sponsors, DraftKings. And on the other side of that, Michael Spinella is going to join Rick in the studio. They've got a big topic coming up for you, uh, some some grades to hand out. So uh, we'll be back. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook, however, isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down a dollar on any NHL game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome back to Canadians Connection Podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. My name is Michael Spinella, and you can find me on Twitter at the Spinella. With me in the studio is our president, founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. You can follow him at All Habs on Twitter. You can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. Just a reminder to subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcast app. So apologies again to Amy Johnson for giving her the boot and uh, letting me take (laughs) over as the host for this segment. Uh, But don't worry, she'll be back just in time for that third segment. Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I hope you got her a nice Christmas present or sent her a card or something. Uh, The the way you've treated her, uh, booting her out of her spot. Uh, I think we have a little understanding at this point. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll so. be all right. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, glad to have you back uh, in the host chair. You did a great segment with one of our uh, newer contributors, uh, Maria Buabdo, uh, for the third segment last week, and and you two are great uh, in talking about the uh, the different content and and uh, different experiences of our Rocket Sports contributors. Oh, I appreciate that. Maria was a delight to speak with, and uh, hopefully we can get her back on here real soon. Absolutely. Um, how are you? <laughs> yeah. How, how's uh, the holiday preparation coming along for you? Pretty well. And uh, this being our, our Christmas show, I'll, I'll wish you a very Merry Christmas and, and hopefully you'll have a, a, a happy holiday and, uh, and you'll get a chance to spend uh, time with some loved ones. No, thank you very much. And uh, right back at you. We do have a, I guess, sort of Christmas themed episode today. Uh, it's the naughty or nice list. That's what we're calling this segment. And uh, tis the season for most people that's uh, gathering around with family, having a nice turkey dinner. Santa Claus is coming. But uh, for teachers and students everywhere, it's uh, it's report card time. So in honor of that, uh, here on the Canadians Connection podcast, we decided a nice way to celebrate uh, would be to do a midterm uh, report card, a.k.a. our uh, naughty and nice list. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. Um, and we're, yeah, it's uh, with the, the, the Canadian season paused, uh, some postponed games this past week. Uh, the Canadians have completed 31 games, 31 games of an 82-game schedule. So we're at the the 38% of the season point, um, which which is a fine place to do uh, an evaluation. Um this week, uh, for whatever reason, uh, the, the uh, Rocket Sports folks have, have been calling me St. Rick. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know if if uh, I can, maybe maybe the listeners will think I'm a bit more of a Scrooge when we get through of our, our uh, report card here. Yeah, I mean, coming into the new year, that's usually a good time to evaluate where your team is at. And realistically, Montreal is 31st out of 32 teams in the league. There's going to be some critiques, and uh, there's no secret at this point that Montreal's probably not a playoff team, believe it or not. <laughs> but, not, uh, not a playoff team at all. And 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 listen, we're we're. I, I think you framed it well that that the Canadians are 31st in the National Hockey League. Uh, it's been a disappointing first part of the season. It was, by all accounts. A pretty rough off season, and uh, the person that is the architect of that is uh, no longer with the Montreal Canadiens. So that should be a pretty good uh, guide as as far as um, how our our uh, report card is going to come out. Yeah, and uh, Mark Bergevin is uh, obviously gone. At some point, we're going to have a new general manager step in. But uh, for now, we'll uh, we'll. 
I'll uh, give you a little bit of context for uh, how we've done this report card. Um, we've based a lot of our grades on, I guess, expectations for the player, but also keeping in mind maybe what like what their ceiling is, you know, whether they're like a fourth line player, a third pairing defenseman, backup goalie, that sort of thing. We're doing A, B, C, D, and F, A being above expectations, B being, you know, good met expectations and then C or lower just not being very good below expectations. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. So, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think in the, the minds of most of our listeners, most of the Canadians fans, um, they'll say, you know, everybody deserves a, a failing grade and, and, and okay, that's, that's fair. It's been a disappointing season, but there have been some moments there. There have been some redeeming kind of moments a lot of disappointments, but uh, hopefully we can flesh out some of the good stuff here as we go along. Yeah, it, I thought it would be a little bit too easy just to give everyone the failing grade, which is why I think it's important to look at the expectations for the player. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that a lot of players haven't met those expectations, so expect some lower grades. But at the same time, I'm not going to point at literally everyone on the roster and say, this is all your fault. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's a team, right? <laughs> Yeah, and we should say that uh, you're not going to find Adam Brooks on our list. Um, Adam Brooks, do we remember Adam Brooks? Um, <laughs> you're not going to see uh, Alex Belzeal or, or Laurent Defan. We we arbitrarily chose uh, a dozen games, um, a third of the games uh, that uh, that players would have had to be in the lineup in order to receive a grade. Yeah, and uh, apologies to Carey Price and Shea Weber, but uh, they didn't quite make that list as well as much as I'm sure they wanted to. It's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, are you cool to start with uh, forwards? I think that's a good place to start. Perfect. So uh, I'll give you my first guy on the list. We're going to go, I guess, alphabetical order for forwards. It's uh, Josh Anderson. Uh, what did you give him for his grade? I have a C for Josh Anderson. Um, that yeah, below expectations. I, I think I think that uh, that can. There's been some some moments. There's been some energy. There's been um, you know s- some some potential shown. But I think uh, C is where he ended up on my list. Yeah, I actually gave Anderson a C as well, uh, despite being fourth on the team in points and leading them in goals. I just felt like I've wanted more. So I think we can agree he's a, he's a solid C. That's right. And uh, moving along down the list here, uh, Armia, I actually gave him a C as well. Uh, where did you stand on him? I'm um, uh, a bit better. Uh, I gave him a B, and I, I, I know that uh, recently he's got in the doghouse of Dominic Ducharme, uh, famously, one of the practices, uh, he was uh, uh, deployed on defense, uh, which uh, which was interesting. Um, but he's there to to provide size. He's there to be a possession guy. He's there to be a defensive um, player. And I uh, looked at his goals against per sixty. He's he's best on the Montreal Canadiens in that uh, respect. So um, I, I think. Uh, he came close to what what we what we expect out of uh, a, a Yol Armia. Yeah, I, where I might differ is I just felt like one goal in twenty nine games, even for a defensive minded 
minded player. It's not too good. I, I, I understand his role and I, I do understand the B mark. It's not like we're separated by that much though. <laughs> true. Absolutely true. So with uh, Cole Caulfield, I'll uh, let you give the grade and then I'll uh, let everyone know what I graded him and my explanation. I gave Cole Caulfield a D. You know what? I'm kind of surprised. I also gave him a D. Uh, I don't know if expectations were just too high coming into this season, but uh, he's not been able to score a whole lot. He, you know, he was sent down to the AHL at one point. Uh, I think a little bit undeservedly got called back up. He shows flashes of, you know, what he should be, but uh, so far uh, he's not scoring and that's what he's here to do. So that's why I gave him a D. Yeah, um, all of the all of the promotion about him being, you know, the the odds-on favorite for a Calder Cup, um, not going to happen. No, <laughs> and uh, coming along here, we got uh, Drew, and I'll let you give uh, your grade, and then I'll uh, give my explanation again here too. Jonathan Drewan, um, I gave him a C. Yeah, I uh, I. Also gave him a C. Uh, I know I know he's third on the team in points. He's fourth in goals, and he's actually offensively been better than his previous two seasons. But uh, I feel like every season I expect him to be a top six forward, and maybe he slots in there on this team. But on a lot of other teams, I think he's more of a third line guy. He's uh, yeah. What's there to say? I mean, we've been a little bit uh, underwhelmed by him since he's come to Montreal. So I think C is a very fair mark to give him. And and just uh, let's let's say that that his reintroduction to the team and and um, him stepping away and and was was positive and and he had a good start to the season but uh, as happens his consistency is a problem and um, you know it's certainly one of the worst goals against per sixty team uh, member of the team um, and the offense just hasn't been there as much as. As, uh, as as you said, the expectation is that he's going to be a top six guy, and it just isn't there. So uh, Christian Dvorak, I'll, uh, I graded him a C. I'll let you give a grade and exp- explain why you graded him like that. Uh, Christian Dvorak, I gave a D. Um, I He's the worst goals against per 60 on the team. Absolute worst. Um, and and that was supposed to be one of his strengths. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded player um, with some offense. Mark Bergevin said, we're a much better team with Christian Dvorak. And that was, in this case, the analytics guys told us uh, what to expect uh, for from Christian Dvorak, and they were absolutely right. I liked him in the preseason, but uh, yeah, everything you said there, uh, he's been a little bit lackluster. And uh, for someone that's supposed to be defensive minded, uh, it's just not been there. So moving down, I'll uh, let you take the reins on this one again. But uh, Jake Evans, I gave him a B. I agree with you. A B. Um, Jake Evans, uh, there was um, some injury issues there, uh, but... Jake Evans, a lot was expected of him, and for the most part, I th- I think he's he's held up. He's been good on faceoffs. He's um, the the only the only issue. And uh, Jake Evans is a center with this organization. The future, he's a center. Uh, his deployment on the wing is is bizarre, is unnerving, is disappointing. Um, I want to see Jake Evans as a center. Yeah, and. Uh, just to give a little preview to the listeners, we will get to the coach right after all the players too. <laughs> so stick around for that. 
And uh, Brendan Gallagher, uh, what uh, what did you uh, give him? I gave Brendan a C. Yeah, I also ended up giving him a C. Uh, it's not a great start to his six-year contract uh, at this point. I think he's regressed down to being a third-line guy. He still can be useful. I think he still plays a role on this team. But uh, like I said, there's top six expectations there. And when you give someone a six-year contract, he's got to be better. Absolutely. And uh, Mike Hoffman. I gave Mike Hoffman a C. I uh, was a little bit meaner to him, I think. (laughs) I gave him a D. Uh, I know he helps out the power play, but beyond that, I don't think he's done a whole lot else. I, I mean... Maybe at this point, this is just what we expect from him. But uh, for somebody who's been a perpetual 20-goal scorer to, you know, I think he's only got four goals so far this season. He's uh, just not been good enough, in my opinion. Yeah, goals for per 60, he's near the bottom. Goals against per 60, he's near the bottom. So that's telling us that five on five, Mike Hoffman uh, is a liability. The only redeeming uh, part of his game is that he's second in power play points. (laughs) And uh, hopefully we're a little bit p- more positive about this next guy. And uh, Arturi Lekkinen, I gave him a B. Uh, where did you stand on him? I gave, well, I was pretty stingy with my A's, but uh, Arturi Lekkinen got one of them. And uh, because, um, as they say, pound for pound, well, uh, it's not about his size. It's about uh, how he's contributed on any on consistently every game he's been uh, a, a strong player a plus player um, he makes every line and he's been up and down the lineup uh, that he plays on better um, and uh, he when you look at his uh, his offense is always criticized um, but if you look at his goals against uh, uh, his uh, his goals against per 60 he's, he's a strong defensive player but as far as his offensive game, I was surprised to see that if you look at the uh, high danger scoring chances um, uh, for um, for uh, every player, it's Arturi Lekkonen. When he's on the ice, his team has the most high danger scoring chances um, of any Canadians forward, and th- that surprised me. I-, I knew he was having a good season, but that's one of the reasons. Um, now. His his linemates maybe haven't been able to cash in, uh, but he's he's forechecking, he's creating, he's uh, using his outstanding speed to eliminate time and space, and and that that for all those reasons, I was I was pretty high on Artur Lekkonen. Yeah, that's well put. He's been one of the few brighter spots so far on this team. But, uh, I have something to say about this next guy, oh, uh, yeah? Paquette. I'll I'll let you give your grade, and then I'll uh, jump in and finish it him off. I'll uh, I'll say that I gave Cedric Paquette an F, and then I'll just I'll duck out of the way here. Yeah, I uh, I also gave him an F. I mean, <laughs> I know I had said I had something to say, but like what what's left to say? He has zero points in sixteen games. He's not been good at faceoffs. I I don't know if it's just not a good fit or if this is just the player he is. But uh, I don't have anything positive to say about Cedric Paquette playing hockey. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, he, it's, it's a shock to me that he hasn't ended up on waivers. Uh, any other team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, next guy here, uh, we're going to go through some P's. And uh, Perot, I uh, graded him a C. Where did you stand on Perot? I agree with you. I gave him a C. Um, he's, he's been useful. I, I know he's been injured. He had that, uh, that eye injury and needed uh, surgery, two surgeries. 
Um, he's, but, but he seems to be well-liked uh, by the coach, who puts him in all different situations, played him on the power play. He doesn't have any power play points uh, so far, but, um, and likes to use him on face-offs, although he's not what he once was. You know, he was uh, pretty consistent when he played for the Jets, uh, taking face-offs. In the last two years, he's gotten away from it because of a back injury. Um, but, uh, you know... His offense, he has three goals, which sounds fine, but but just uh, that all came in one game on uh, <laughs> October 23rd against Detroit. And yes, the Bell Center was chanting his name and he got his hat trick. Uh, but um, I, I, he's a likable player. It's hard to... I, 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 I flirted with a D there, but it's, 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 he's such a likable player. I gave him a C. Yeah, and yeah, he had a hat trick. I think it was in his first game, and then he just kind of faded away. So, <laughs> and uh, next guy, he's, he brings some good vibes. But uh, Pizzetta, what did you grade him? I graded him kind of a B minus C plus kind of grade. How's that? Yeah, I I ended up going with just a straight C, but uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to give him like a better mark, but uh, I was stuck hair, on C. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hair and vibes, I, I love it. I, I am a Pizzetta fan. I'm glad he got a chance to be called up. I'm glad he's getting a look in the NHL. But uh, I, I think early on he was a little bit better. He had uh, one goal, one assist, but uh, lately he's just been plugging fourth line minutes next to Paquette and. Uh, He's kind of disappeared a bit, so that's why I ended up giving him a C, as much as I would have liked to have given him an A plus just for the hair and the courage of standing up to Ryan Reeves. That's he Oof. got that full <laughs> plus of, of just for that. wasn't a smart decision, courageous decision maybe. Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna say describe the incident as courageous and nothing else, then I, I think that tells you what you need to hear. <laughs> But uh, uh, a nice young, another young player here in uh, Paling. I uh, actually gave Paling a B. Where did you stand on him? I gave him a B plus. Um, so similar, uh, four goals in seventeen games. I think he's, um, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him in the preseason uh, to perform, and the spotlight seemed to be on him every game. Um, he went down to he he accepted the demotion to Laval. He worked hard. And when he came back, um, he's been great. He's been playing physical. Uh, he's been doing ex- exactly what uh, the Canadians expect, and and uh, I've I've liked his play. Yeah, he's uh, definitely shown some resilience, and I have all the time in the world for that. And uh, so far, I think he's looked like a solid NHL center. So that's exactly what you want out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving along here, uh, Nick Suzuki. What was your grade? A grade of B for Nick Suzuki. Yeah, I also gave him a B. Uh, I think by far he's the best forward on the team. That's no surprise there. Uh, he leads the team in points. He's second in goals. But I think he needs to continue to develop into a bona fide number one setter. At times, he's not as much of a game breaker as I would like him to do. But he's still a young guy. He's still developing. So I'll uh, give him a bit of a pass on that. Yep, I agree. And uh, Tyler Toffoli, I actually gave him a C. We agree again. Uh, nice. I gave him a C. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, his goals uh, goals four per sixty are are among the top uh, uh, for the Canadians. Uh, but he he's not the player he was last year. He's taken a step back. Obviously, when the Canadians need him, um, he just hasn't been there this season. 
Yeah, that's exactly word for word what I wrote too. So <laughs> it's good that we agree on that. Perfect. Uh, moving along to a defenseman, uh, Ben Sherratt. What did you grade him? I gave Ben a, an A, and and maybe I'm I'm just want to advertise an A so it brings in a first round pick <laughs> during the draft. <laughs> yeah, I also gave him an A, so <laughs> I think he's uh, stepped up, especially leadership wise in the absence of Weber. He's one of the guys that even when the rest of the team is bad, I could look at him and say, you know what, at least he's doing what he's supposed to do. So, yep. yeah, and I uh, hope other teams do listen to this and uh, <laughs> give up a first round pick. Uh, Brett Kulak, I actually, I gave him a B. Wow. I gave him a B as well. And, okay. <laughs> and, and simply, you know, he's played 27 games. I don't think anybody would have expected that when the season started and, 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 you know, he hasn't stood out. He hasn't stood out uh, for all the wrong reasons, which many of the other defensemen have. And I think for that, um, Brett Kulak has um, looked pretty good and probably helped his stock as we get closer to the trade deadline. And we'll note that uh, we did keep these secret from each other. So yes, nobody's been copying. No yeah. plagiarism. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Petrie, uh, what did you grade him? A giant F. Yeah, I uh, I also gave him an F, oddly enough. Um, yeah, zero goals, two assists, and uh, yeah, that's not good enough from Jeff Petrie. You can say maybe he's battling through a nagging injury. You can say that uh, you know, it's a loss of Joel Edmondson and Shea Weber. You know, maybe he can't do this elevated role, but at the end of the day, we're expecting results, and he's not been giving them. No, absolutely right. So uh, next guy on our list here is uh, Romanoff. I gave Romanoff a C. <laughs> All right. I, I was a little more um, optimistic. I gave him a B. Um, and, and uh, you know, he probably started the season, in my eyes, with a, with a C. I think he's been better lately. Um, he's looked pretty good beside Jeff Petrie, which uh, is hard to do. Um, he's been very physical. I think he leads the, the team in hits. Um, I, I think he's in the top 10 in the National Hockey League in hits, um, and he, but he hasn't been chasing hits, and, and uh, I think he's adjusting just fine to the, to the NHL. I'll uh, move along to our next guy here, uh, David Savard. Uh, what did you grade him? I gave him an F, an emphatic F. Yeah, I gave him an F as well. I mean, he was a very highly touted free agent this offseason. I think any other team that signed him would have tried to give him first pairing minutes and uh, the fact of the matter is I don't think he can handle that maybe he's regressed a little bit maybe this is just the player he's always been but uh, yeah I've not been overly impressed by him and we can all agree that we expected a lot more for sure and uh, I think this should be uh, we should be a little bit nicer to this next guy and uh, Chris Weidman I gave him a B I gave him a B as well and not just because uh, he's a new dad, but um, he leads the defense in points. And I, I think he's been um, what we've expected from him. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good story. Uh, you know, battles, battling his way back into the NHL from uh, spending a few years over in Russia. Uh, I like what he brings to the power play. He actually has more points than Mike Hoffman overall. So I have a lot of time for Chris Weidman. 
And uh, we'll uh, come around to the goalies. I I find it difficult to be too hard on goalies just because it's one of those positions where there's so many different factors. Uh, and I mean, Montreal's defense, it's, it's not been great. I think we failed at least uh, two defensemen so far. And uh, yeah, Jake Allen, what did you grade him? I gave him a C. Yeah, I, I also gave him a C. I, I, this was one of the more difficult ones to grade. I could have given him a B. I could have given him a D. But uh, he's not as good as what he was last year, and that's ultimately why I gave him a C. Uh, when P- Price was out last year, Allen was great. But uh, so far this year, he has five wins, 15 losses. His goals against average is uh, 3.10. Uh, his worst to date, actually, and uh, his... Uh, Save percentage is, uh, I mean, it's not great, but it's, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, 0.0, uh, sorry, 9.03 save percentage, which is okay, but, uh, you know, it could be better. And uh, Sam Montembeau, uh, just I to, gave him a... If oh, I can sorry. just add to Jake Allen and, and kind of um, help you along here, because uh, I know that, that, that everybody has a soft spot for Jake Allen, and he's a nice guy and he says all the right things and he's a good warrior and folks like to cheer, root for him and, and, and why not? Um, you know, he's been put in a tough, tough situation. He's been, he doesn't have a great team in front of him. Uh, but the, the two stats that really stick out to me, uh, they're kind of the advanced stats. It's gold saved above average. That is what a replacement value uh, goaltender uh, would get and and he's uh, a minus six on that, which puts him 58th in the the National Hockey League amongst goaltenders. Uh, so you got to go through everybody's first and second goaltender, and then you'll find Jake Allen, uh, more or less. Uh, the other stat, which uh, Rob Volman, if if people who've listened to this uh, podcast know that I. Uh, Rob Volman was a, a, a pioneer when it comes to analytics, particularly goalie analytics, and he has. Um, a stat for goaltenders called RBS, uh, which is really bad starts. Uh, Jake Allen leads the league in really bad starts with six. Uh, and that, that relates more to your save percentage than uh, the necessarily the team in front of you. And uh, he's, that's, that's not that, that says more about the goaltender than the team. And, and uh, you know, a goaltender who um, is, is, uh, Carey Price isn't going to be uh, leading the league in that statistic. So, and and we saw what he could do with not a not a great team in front of me either for the for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, as far as goaltending, I, I just wanted to to support you there and and uh, offer those other two statistics. I think C is a is a pretty good grade given all of that for Jake Allen. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And uh, you know, fancy. Uh you know, advanced stats he got there. <laughs> uh, Sam Montembeau, I gave him a D. How are you feeling about Sam? Yeah, I gave him... It's hard to rank him because, again, he just has five starts, one win. Um, I, I gave him an F, but it's... Again, this relates more to coaching. The, the, the issue is that uh, Sam Montembeau isn't reliable enough to start um, in the eyes of the coaching staff. Um, so that's why my, my grade was a failing one. And maybe that says more about the coaching staff. Maybe it says it's partly about Sam Montembeau. Um, but yeah, I, I gave him a failing grade. 
Yeah, one win in eight appearances. Uh, his starts are very far apart. It's a difficult thing to do, but uh, if you're in a backup goalie position, you, that's kind of just what you're expected to do. So I feel bad, but uh, I I think we both kind of gave him a grade for a reason. Yep. <laughs> and uh, moving along, I'll uh, I'll throw in a bonus one with the coach, uh, Coach Ducharme. I gave him an F. I get the feeling you probably did something similar. I agree. Yeah, I, and I think we've talked about it on the show. He had, you know, um, whether whether you take our word for it or whether you take Jeff Petrie's word for it, uh, this team is is kind of lost. They're, the The system is is not working, uh, and the coach is seems to be in over his head. Yep, uh, the lineups he comes up with are just strange. He gives more opportunities to guys like Dauphin than uh, he does for like guys like Caulfield and whatnot. I didn't think it made sense to put uh, Jake Evans up on the wing. And that's just a couple of reasons. It, it's just not, uh, it's not very good. He's acting like a coach that I think is uh, coming, I guess, to his final few games as a head coach. Agreed. <laughs> uh, did you uh, have any uh, final comments on uh, those grades there? <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it's, um, it should be expected for a team, uh, as we've said a number of times, that finds itself at the bottom of the National Hockey League standings. Um, this, is, this is kind of, uh, it, it makes sense. And it is pretty difficult to come up with a letter grade for some of these guys. Like I mentioned, especially with goalies like Allen. And another one that uh, I kind of struggled with a bit too is uh, Josh Anderson, who I ended up giving a B to. It, it's I don't know, it's hard to say because uh, sometimes you expect maybe too much from players, but uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, we're pretty close on most of these. So Surprise, uh, surprisingly so. And and uh, <laughs> just to to re- uh, repeat your point that uh, these weren't we we didn't compare notes at all. We came up the with the uh, the grades independently and and uh, we discovered each other's uh, evaluations as uh, as they were revealed here on the show. Yeah, exactly. And uh, for listeners too, like we're not doing our rankings here <laughs> either. So don't uh, come at me if I have uh, two guys with a B that uh, you know one's like a first line forward and the other one's you know a third pairing defenseman or something. Uh, these are just letter grades based on a expectations correct so uh, i think that's uh that's about it uh, that was tremendous any, uh, a great yeah. a great exercise <laughs> and and we should um yeah if if um, the listeners uh, do have comments if they do want to challenge individual grades if they do want to compare uh, you're you're welcome to do that to reach out to us on on social media to uh, send us an email info at allhabs.net to uh, send us a text at the Rocket Sports text line five eight five three Rocket. Yeah, I'd be uh, very interested to see uh, how people people felt about our lists, but uh, I think uh, we're uh, good to take our last break here. Eh? That's right. Perfect. So uh, we will take our final break on the Canadians Connection podcast. Up next, Amy Johnson is back in the studio with Rick Stevens. Stay with us. You are listening to Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to showyourhabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 170 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, uh, be sure to f- visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. Uh, and thanks once again to Michael Spinella for joining the show in that last segment. Uh, you two did a, did a great job there. Very, very interesting stuff. Really love to hear it. Um, and um, now in this segment... We're uh, going to clear up the whole Morgan Ellis thing. Uh-oh. We are? Well, because I said he was captain, and, and, he, and he acted like a captain. He, he was did. poised. He was mature. Um, he spoke on behalf of the team. Um, he had all he the qualities in, of the captain. All the captain, all the qualities of the captain, and he was a captain when he was in the queue That's for right. the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. So, um, in my mind, Morgan Ellis is a captain. <laughs> he was an alternate, I think, one year. I think yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. He did wear a letter, and on it, absolutely, Morgan Ellis cap- was definitely captain material. If he didn't have, you know. Tremendous guys like Max Freeberg who were wearing that C. I think Morgan Ellis would have been uh, would have been right in there. Um, so you know he got. We're giving him the honorary C. How mm-hmm. about that? There we go. Um, all right. Well, it's been uh, while it's not been a busy week on the NHL or AHL schedule per se. Uh, it has been a busy week as usual for the Rocket Sports Media crew um, and. We want to be sure that you didn't miss anything. I know everyone's got the the rush to get ready for the holiday. There's There might be some things that you missed. So be sure to visit allhabs.net. Uh, Chris G., of course, had his weekly Habs notepad column. Uh, that came out on Monday. Lots of great information and updates about the Montreal Canadiens in there, as well as uh, usually in some information about the Rocket and the Trois-Rivières Lions. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um 
if we get back to games next week, of course, there will be game day previews uh, in the afternoons before the games happen, full comprehensive recaps afterwards. Ben Danku will be back on the All Habs YouTube channel uh, this week with a brand new Habs Fan Forum episode. Uh, he's going to be taking a look at, you know, the pause and and kind of some ups and downs that he's got uh, reactions to during this time and certain players and how they're doing. So be sure to check that out. Are you subscribed to our YouTube channel? If you're not, just go to youtube.com slash allhabs, hit subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you are always made aware when a new episode is out there. Um, yeah, and Rick, it's, it's uh, as we, we mentioned... And there's a, a ha, ha, of course, everything's paused now, so everything's yes. kind of frozen in time. If you want to know uh, what it looked like when it was frozen, as far as the roster, as far as the injury list, as far as lines even, uh, there was a Habs, Habs headlines post mm-hmm. uh, this week, and, and uh, go to allhabs.net, and you can take a look at what the lineup looked like, the lines looked like. Uh, and what we might see um, in that that game, if it goes ahead, uh, the, the Canadians' next game on Tuesday, December 28th uh, at 7 p.m. Um, in the Amelie Arena against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's right. Uh, and in fact, yes. So that's there's two games on the schedule next week before our next show. Uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that those will take place. Montreal visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, on the 28th, and then on the 30th, Montreal visiting Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. And I'm sure that's not significant. That won't be significant for anybody, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Our next episode of the Canadians Connection podcast is going to come not next Saturday. Again, we're going to have another just because the the major holiday days are falling right on Saturday this year, uh, we know that you've got priorities with your families and so forth. So we're bumping the uh, podcast next week just a day early. It's a New Year's Eve celebration. The next episode will come out on Friday, December 31st, and you'll be joined by Chris G for that episode. Perfect. And with that, um, since this will be the last time I get to speak to these wonderful Canadians Connections listeners uh, before we ring in the new year, I will say not only uh, a very Merry Christmas to all of you and and thank you so much for welcoming me into the co-host chair uh, just about every other week here on the Canadians Connection this season. It's it's always a blast getting to, to talk to all of you and do this with Rick, uh, but also wishing all of you a very safe, happy and healthy new year. Uh, and and nothing but the best wishes for 2022. And that goes for our entire Rocket Sports team and Rick, you as well as my co-host, not only here, but also our weekly podcast over at the Press Zone and just our grand leader here at Rocket Sports Media. Merry Christmas to you as well. Merry Christmas to you. And um, if, if you have a, uh, some extra time over, um, as I said, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, uh, the, the week in between uh, Christmas and New Year's, uh, head on over to CanadiansConnection.fm uh, to listen to any of the podcasts that you might have missed. Uh, be sure to rate and share it, uh, as we talked about earlier. And once you do, if you're if you, you have something to say to us, uh, if, if something 
something bothers you and, and you want to get it off your chest, reach out to us on social media. Send us an email at info at allhabs.net or uh, even easier, uh, there's the Rocket Sports text line 24 hours a day. Text us at 5853ROCKET. We're always happy to hear from our listeners because we're very grateful to you uh, right the year through. Absolutely. And hey, remember, if you're a Spotify listener, you can now rate this podcast. So don't forget to do that on your mobile device. Just uh, head to the Spotify mobile app and give us a five star rating. Uh, We'd love we would really appreciate that and would love to be able to introduce this show to many more people. Uh, With that, we are going to say goodbye to you for this week. Have a very Merry Christmas if you're celebrating. Uh, Stay safe out there. And we will be back next week with another great episode of the Canadians Connection right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.